What's happening, Scuttlebutt Nation? Thank you again for joining us for this edition, this week's edition of Cross Connection. What's up, Scuttlebutt Nation? Thanks again for joining us this Tuesday, the special Tuesday drop of blah, blah, blibbity, blah, blah, blah. All right, Scuttlebutt Nation, thank you very much for joining us on this Tuesday's Crossover Connection drop. Just a reminder, this is an early drop of the week. We have some new shows that we want you to find out. Nope. Just a reminder, if you follow Crossover Connection all across the Twitterverse, you will see some different shows, not only from us, but some other of our friends here in the sci-fi world. Follow This Is Sci-Fi and Crossover Connection. So this Tuesday, we have a show that obviously we are a big fan of. Greg has been on our show and vice versa. We really love Rebel Base Card. You've seen him here at the Citadel and you've seen him at ScarifCon. We decided to drop this episode of Greg's because he did such a wonderful job covering ScarifCon last year. And I know it's been a while, but he really captured the feel of what happened last year at Murray Brothers Caddyshack Restaurant. And we've just really wanted to share that episode that he put together wonderful interviews with a whole bunch of red fibers and some other folks that had fun at murray's caddyshack and last week we had our first meeting we are in planning stages for ScarifCon five that's right five years in a row we get together we do a little get together and have a lot of fun last year was amazing but i'm gonna let you guys hear the interviews and some of the coverage that greg put together on his show but check it out rebel base card Covering ScarifCon 4. Hi, this is Todd, a.k.a. Big T, and... Little T, Trent. And you are listening to Rebel Base Card Podcast. Great pull, kid. We did it! Yes. <laughs> See, that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. No. Only watch a step. This place can be a little rough. You found something... You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast. What a piece of junk. I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. Just as clumsy as he is stupid. Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting. We need a statement, not a manifesto. We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commence primary ignition. Welcome back, or if this is your first episode... Welcome aboard. My name is Greg McLaughlin, and this is the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Good show for you tonight, as I have been kind of combing through the archives as we've been looking out our windows recently and seeing, while not, you know, completely bitter winter weather, uh, certainly dreary weather, right? You see clouds and rain, maybe not in your neck of the woods, but certainly here in Chicagoland. So as I kind of do that, you know, it kind of makes me think of, you know, warmer weather and and a lot of great stuff that happened last year, especially in the summertime months. Uh, I want to thank you for, you know, like checking out the last episode where we had a chance to talk with a lot of folks, uh, you know, around Joliet Star Wars Day, C2E2, Fan Expo Chicago. And even in the fall, when weather was pretty decent, the fall Chicago non-sport card show. Uh, but there was a lot of audio that I had captured at last year's ScarifCon, and this is the annual Red 5 Network get-together. Uh, this one was a little bigger than previous years, which had been held at Alley Cat Comics uh, in Chicago. This was held in Rosemont, 
um, just kind of across from the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center at Murray Brothers Caddyshack, which is uh, a really great themed restaurant, obviously based off of the movie uh, and linked to, of course, the Murray Brothers. So in kind of going back, I thought, you know, although I had a lot of audio and it was pretty much almost a done show, there was just, I felt, you know, something that was kind of missing. And so I recently reached out to my friend Rogazga uh, of the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast and Red 5. Uh, so he kind of helped me, you know, kind of put last year in perspective and talked a lot more about uh, ScarifCon and some other things. And I thought that would make a nice bookend for this particular audio. So tonight we're going to talk with Rogazga about, you know, what happened in 2022, maybe a little bit of what's happening in 2023, and we will finish with our coverage of ScarifCon that that took place, like I said, uh, last summer when (laughs) the weather was a lot better, it was a little sunnier, and uh, everybody had a good time. Uh, You're going to hear a lot of folks on the program tonight. They'll be giving out our links. Uh, You can look in the a description for the podcast for a lot of the links and so forth as I continue to work on the website, rebelbasecart.com. Hope you enjoy the show. I'll see you on the other side. Heeded my words not, did you? Pass on what you have learned. Strength, mastery, but weakness, folly, failure also. Yes, failure most of all. The greatest teacher failure is... Hi, this is Dominic Pace, and you're listening to the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Great pull, kid. Well, let me ask you this: as, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna segue into this, and and maybe we can talk a little bit about how your 2022 went. You know, we kind of pull ourselves. You know, we start to move out of you know that phase of COVID. There was a there was a definite plan for ScarifCon. And, you know, and some of the other cons were opening, but, you know, how did you kind of feel about, you know, where you were heading, what was going to happen and uh, what you were kind of planning on? I mean, that's a, that's a lot to chew on, I know, but I, I was just kind of curious how you, how you kind of felt. I, I, everybody's been kind of looking back at last year. We had some concerns early on, like maybe uh, towards the first quarter of the year because of COVID, you know, there were spikes there were some concerns that, uh, you know, that if we planned something, you know, that far ahead, that uh, by the time we got there, it would, you know, it would, you know, we would go back to either, you know, quarantines or just people just, you know, getting COVID or getting sick or whatever. But, uh, you know, and then there was, you know, there's some members of, uh, of the group that were also concerned and obviously they didn't want to risk anything you know, as I started planning and I started uh, connecting with the venue in this instant, you know, Mike over at the restaurant was really cool about, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and plan it and uh, you know, see what happens. Uh, But uh, we're planning, you know, he was telling me, you know, we're planning some stuff for later in the year and, you know, we're not, uh, we're not thinking of postponing or, or, or canceling anything. So let's just, let's just move forward. Let's just go ahead and do it. So that kind of gave me the, uh, I guess the 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 motivation just to go ahead and plan as if you know, as if nothing was going to happen. Uh, obviously, crossing fingers and toes and things like that. But um, yeah, and you know, each each year. So we started ScarifCon in 2019. Each year has probably been progressively you know larger, both in scale and in participants. 
Um, we basically outgrew the patio of uh, Alley Cat, which uh, which is right. cool. I, I love Alley Cat and I love that little patio. It's so cozy and, and just very, very nice. Um, but, uh, you know, we we did start getting confirmation emails that people are going to fly into Chicago and, and hang out with all of us, which I found uh, very, very cool. And I started tallying up numbers and I'm like, yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned 2019 because we start around the same time. I think we're you know all around. We're kind of around the celebration Chicago, give or take you know, a little bit of time. Can you kind of tell me where Red 5 was and, you know, at that particular time and how you have seen it grow because it has a number of shows. Yeah. I think uh, at the moment we're at 37. So red five didn't start until 2020. I think, you know, I started the podcast with Brad in 2019, uh, a couple of months before um, celebration, we kind of use celebration as the jump off point for us. Um, Brad was uh, a genius in his marketing efforts to, uh, generate, you know, buzz and um, accrue followers in anticipation for our first episode, which, you know, happened to be celebration coverage here in Chicago, which was fantastic. I just took a recorder and went out there and, and, and did my thing, put together a show and, and that's how it started. Um, you know, as, as we continued to, to create content, Brad and I, we uh, started to realize that uh, we were starting to collaborate with uh, with some other content creators that also liked Star Wars, and it was it was really great. I think our first collaboration was with Andrew and Marisha of uh, Coruscant Radio Underground and Science Fictionary. Uh, we did an episode on the legacy of Princess Leia, and at the time, we formulated a cool little marketing gimmick. Uh, we would record these episodes and part one would be on the Scarif podcast and part two, you would have to go over and subscribe to the science fictionary podcast to be able to finish uh, listening to the discussion. And that was basically, you know, a way to draw uh, new listeners into, you know, both of our shows, trying to kind of, you know, help out uh, a fellow podcast. And, um, you know, a lot, uh, as we started doing more and more of that, we started, um, you know, getting connected with other people, both locally and just all over the U.S. that uh, that had podcasts and just didn't mind, uh, you know, sharing the the airwaves, uh, talking about uh, geek stuff. And I think in May of 2020, uh, maybe a couple months beforehand, Brad and I had this idea to kind of pool resources together and and create this little network of of uh, ragtag uh you know <laughs> rebel operatives that uh you know that really just like the same stuff and you know the the purpose really was to collaborate with uh, we started with 10 podcasts to collaborate with each other promote each other's material and um you know and and watch watch each other grow and a couple of years later you know like i said earlier it's 37 podcasts we still collaborate we you know i, I still you know, I always have a smile on my face when I see uh, other other channels uh, grow and reach milestones. It's a lot of fun watching everybody uh, grow. But it's also 
a lot of work. And what's what's nice, I think, is that what you do kind of leans into kind of you know, your day job, right? You're usually surrounded by a lot of gear. So no matter what, you, you know, whether you have yeah. a camera slinged over or you've got you know, the back of your car w- with a bunch of stuff. This is just, it's, it's one of those things for yourself where, you know, you have, you have the technical prowess and you also have access to the gear. And I think that's kind of made it, you know, they, they go in concert as opposed to a lot of folks who, when they're kind of starting up, you know, they have to kind of figure out what do I need? How do I get there? You kind of had kind of a leg up in that department, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, between editing and shooting, you know, visual video content, uh, you know, I started my production company in 1994. So I had the infrastructure ready to, uh, to go at a moment's notice, whether it's, you know, taking a camera, you know, my own gear and then going out and shooting material, uh, recording, you know, interviews and stuff like that. And obviously working in the news business, it was something that I really wasn't shy uh, you know, regarding going up to a person saying, Hey, what do you think of Darth Vader? Uh, you know, so it's, it's, um, it was kind of easy peasy for me. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The, you know, it's funny. Cause I've, I've seen it's, I've seen you, you know, a couple of times, whether it's at uh, C tour or whatnot, and you've got, you know, one of those big cameras on, you know, you're kind of slinging it over, but I do think it does lend, um, a lot of credibility when you're showing up, not your, you know, like I'll show up with somebody, I'll have like a small microphone on a, on a, on my own, you know, microphone attached to the phone, but you have, you know, you have that, you have either a camera or you're recording a deck. And I think sometimes that may put somebody at ease or just kind of like, Oh, I, you know, you hate to say the adage size matters, but I think in some cases when people see that, that just sort of just adds that adds a little bit of gravitas to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could go both ways because obviously, you know, the, the, the broadcast equipment is, is huge and it's not your normal camera that you would see, you know, at a kid's party. So sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's very intimidating to see that camera and that light just, you know, just come up to you and, and have somebody walk up to you with a mic. So it, it's, it can definitely go both ways. And, you, you know, we, although I, you know, started my career, you know, we're, we're about the same age, and I think we probably dived in about the same time. You know, you have seen much more advancements in that gear that has shrunk over time. You know, there was a time when we, if we were shooting an event, you'd have your, you had that big heavy camera, plus you'd have a a very large deck that you were kind of, you know, carrying in tow. And, you know, if you needed to send lights, if you needed to bring lights, I mean, the light kits are still something that are kind of like, it's still kind of big and bulky, but you know, you are sort of like, you know, people can kind of see, see you coming, but it is to me kind of fascinating about what can be done with not a whole lot and mm-hmm. if someone was getting in the game, and I think that, let's say that we had started podcasting 10 years earlier, I don't think it was as easy as, say, when we got into it, you know, around, like I said, around that celebration Chicago. And I think that, to me, was kind of liberating because I remember the days of falling around that stuff. And whenever I see you and, and your truck and I go, oh, man, that's I, I, I feel for it. There's part of it I just don't miss. Um, but it is amazing that when you're talking about these, this many shows that have, you know, that have kind of, you know, joined the red five, that it's not just for the folks who are maybe, you know, technically minded or they went to school for it. You know, anybody can, anybody that has a mind for content and a passion for it can really create. And they're not 
hindered so much by, well, you need to really do a large investment in gear. Yeah, absolutely. Like right now we're helping out a friend. Um, he's launching his, uh, you know, movie review podcast. Uh, it's called Nick flicks and yes, it's kind of a takeoff of Netflix. His name is Nick and he likes movies. So it was kind of a perfect, uh, perfect match, but we are helping him out. Um, he knows zero about technology and, um, which I, I, to me, you know, I'm a gearhead. So I, I kind of find that fascinating that somebody knows nothing about how to record and things like that. <laughs> um, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, having, you know, and, and you know this, I mean, having been in the business for so long, you do see a progression of equipment. Um, I do remember also having to, you know, lug the camera and a three quarter inch deck. Uh, you know, it's basically just a big, you know, backpack or a purse uh, that hangs on your side with with a, a, a large uh, tape that goes into that uh, recording deck. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's fascinating. It's it's wonderful. And it's it's really a democratization of of uh, of the stuff that we do. Um, you know, it's not as. I don't know, elitist anymore. Uh, there's a lot of software and tools out there that are free. You really don't have to spend a lot to do what we do. Um, and, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. Obviously you get the market that is saturated with star Wars podcasts. Um, but at the same time, you know, you do, you know, if you find a niche, if you find your audience, you it's, it is, also kind of like therapy for us. You know, we, we talk about the stuff that we like to talk about with the people that we like to talk about it with. And, uh, you know, we get to enjoy, you know, providing something to the, you know, the people that, uh, that we find online that, uh, are willing to, to listen to us rant. I do like the fact that, you know, I, I've seen you branch off. I, I know you did some episodes last year on Tron and some other, some other, you know, genre or, other properties as well is that how you're kind of keeping it you know kind of fresh because i think as we keep going on i think there is that you know what do we want to do how much do we want to do you know what are our goals and what are we trying to accomplish yeah i think you know brad and i obviously we we realized that uh you know we are geeks and we have several different you know geek cards you know we love comic books and movies and star wars and that other star franchise star trek and and uh, you know all, all this other stuff that we love talking about um so yeah you know obviously we started out as a star wars only podcast but you know we we like to talk about it all and uh, you know that uh gave us the ability to you know we we branched out we did a kind of a little internal rebranding um and uh you know whether it's you know lord of the rings or spider-man uh dc movies tron like you said we did a, an episode on the black hole with with the you know with friends and it's just uh you know i, I guess it's just a an extension of uh the ability to to network and talk to other peoples about other fandoms and you know obviously star wars is kind of you know, it, it flows through my blood, but I, I'm able to, I'm able to enjoy talking about other fandoms and other IPs, other, uh, other, uh, you know, groups, the, you know, Indiana Jones, obviously it comes under the same, you know, Lucasfilm umbrella, but it's, uh, it's still fantasy, sci-fi adventure, all that stuff that, 
as moviegoers, as as an audience of something, it's something that uh, that we enjoy uh, talking about, and we enjoy right. talking about it with other people. I am also kind of curious, you know, you also in the time that we started with the with Disney Plus and how it has, you know, kind of exploded with a level of content that we really hadn't seen, I think, in this volume. I'm kind of curious how it how it has sort of impacted, you know, your podcast and maybe some of the others on Red Five for good or bad. Yeah, I think the content that has been flowing out of Disney Plus alone has given us the opportunity to react to that content uh, and create content uh, of our own, whether it's reactions to or deep dives or reviews or talking to other fans about it. Uh, what did you like? It's almost like we're, you know, we go back to uh, elementary school when we, uh, you know, come back to school on Monday. What did you watch this weekend? Oh, I saw this cool movie. It was about this and that. And I love these characters and et cetera, et cetera. So I think if we didn't have um, these streaming shows, you know, we still probably would have found something to talk about, but it is coming at us. Uh, at such a fast pace, we we dive right in. And like I said, before we started rolling, I just got off the off camera with uh, Andrew and Marisha. We just started talking about the Willow series. Brad always says it. It's a really great time to be a nerd. We are getting so much content, so much material, unprecedented. And, you know, technology plays a, a big role in it. Obviously, you know, the genres that, that we love and uh, love talking about it are very special effects heavy. The technology has afforded uh, these creators to to be able to tell a story in a convincing way that we have not seen for for a very long time. I mean, you know, getting back to the movies of the '80s, the original trilogy, you know, ILM was cutting edge, and there's a lot of other special effects companies that are doing some great work on on the big screen and the small screen. I'm also curious about. You know, having some of these shows, like like I said, you, you have a position where you can kind of see and help uh, other shows. Do you find that some of them have, you know, some of them may have difficulty or, you know, as far as keeping it going, right? I mean, it's not from necessarily from the lack of content, but just sort of like, you know, you have, you know, like none of this is our, none of this is our day job. You know, everybody kind of goes, do you, do you have do you find yourself sometimes, you know, working with some of the other podcasts in Red Five to kind of, you know, they're, they're maybe maybe they're picking your brain or they're trying to figure out like, is this something I want to keep doing? And how do you handle that, you know, as, as kind of like in, in your position? Yeah, we do have a couple of uh, Red Five pods that have not released uh, any new content in over five months. And in the bio link, we kind of made a section called uh, "In Frozen in Carbonite" or something like that. I forgot what what we what we chose, but they're at the bottom there, just as a reminder that you know they're still part of the hashtag Red Five family, but they haven't released new content. Uh, in a while, uh, feel free to check out their library, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're at the bottom there as, yeah, as far as, I mean, like you said, I mean, this is, um, you know, podcasting, nobody is getting rich off of it. Uh, we're doing it cause we enjoy talking, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, about all the, all the stuff there have been, you know, podcasts that, uh, that have told me, you know, uh, two years, uh, is enough. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, going back to being a regular citizen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a fascinating thing. I, I 
I don't think that I personally have gotten to the point where I feel like I'm burnt out because I think I enjoy it uh, a little too much to just uh, up and quit. But we'll 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 see what happens. You know, we are uh, we just passed a very important milestone in our podcast uh, in mid December. We we were trying to see if we can reach thirty five thousand downloads by the end of the year, but we reached thirty five uh, in the middle of December. So nice. you know. People, um, people are downloading our stuff and we are enjoying the, the feedback and uh, obviously enjoying just networking and talking to, to shows and, and friends, making friends. Obviously, ScarifCon is, uh, is a big part of that, the, the connections that we make. And obviously, you know, ScarifCon is not a Red 5 only thing. Uh, we basically put it out there. If you guys want to come out and have some pizza and enjoy each other's company to, you know, come on down. As I went back and I was re-listening to a lot of these pieces that I'd recorded at ScarifCon, the family thing kind of kept coming over and over. And it was just so nice to hear, you know, and people came from, you know, pretty long distances, you know, yeah, at, you know, from Florida, from the West Coast, you know, from Michigan. And, you know, I think they just really enjoyed each other's company. We had that, that dinner the night before um, at Moretti's with Dominic Pace and a huge table of, you know, of folks. And it was kind of, I mean, like a lot of folks you know, either were meeting each other for the first time, maybe they're reacquaintances, or maybe they only had done something online. But, you know, that was, and then it kind of, you know, it sort of just you know, transitioned into the following day where, People were just kind of picking up where they left off. Another great venue, in, you know, in in Murray's Caddyshack, and it was just really enjoyable. I remember, you know, when you know Dominic, we had him on one side of the room. We moved him to another side of the room because that's where everything is, and you could just really see, like, it was he was just kind of in the middle of it and really enjoying it. I liked I liked that whole section. Hector uh, was you know next mm-hmm. to him. He you know he had his setup going, and then Brady, and then they had that amazing setup for the escape pod, and then you had you know. You know, the, to cop, top it all off, you had, you know, the, this mini studio, which I got to be a cameraman part of. And you had like the live <laughs> streaming thing. And, and, you know, it was quite a sight. And then and then the 501st, you know, Todd and, and some of his buddies showed up. And all of a sudden, you know, these people were try, trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Now you've got stormtroopers that are going around in a restaurant going, hey, we came here for dinner and we got dinner and a show. Uh, I think that was that's just uh, to me one of the best uh, one of the best and biggest memories of, of that event. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, it's again, I, I was telling you that each year it gets bigger and more complex. I mean, last year when people started to trickle into the patio of Alley Cat, I was just amazed at how many people showed up to that. Mm-hmm. And this year was probably three times as many people, but it's always nice to see, to actually meet friends that you make on the internet. I know, you know, mom always tells you to be careful with strangers on the internet, <laughs> but we're throwing that through the window now, but yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely a joy really to, to, to make those connections. I don't know. I, I think, you know, the internet is full of, of weirdness. Um, but you know, the ability for us to kind of make that, those connections, not only on the internet, but in real time through these events, these meetups, whether it's ScarifCon or any other convention, it's, it's just really great. Um, it strengthens relationships and it strengthens the bond that, uh, that we all have, not only as red fibers, but as, uh, as human beings that uh, are sharing something that is special to each one of us in, in, in different ways. And I, I absolutely cherish that. And that's one of the things that I cherish about uh, the red five group. It's been fantastic. 
what is um and I know now we're you know several months past it but what what is like your number one memory of that day or the like just something that you're just like man I'm just really proud of of this particular thing what what uh, what would come to mind if I sprung that question on you yeah, you know, it's uh, that day was a blur to me because uh, we had technical issues um, with the studio that you uh, that you helped me um, run. <laughs> but um, again, just, you know, going around the tables, I mean, it, it almost felt like a wedding, you know, when we when when the bride and groom go around at different tables and stuff <laughs> like that. But it it uh, it's really it was really nice just to see people enjoying themselves, period that, you know, whether whether it was a big shing ding or, or whatever. I mean, the night before, I think for me was probably better than the actual event because there were mm-hmm. so many people. I mean, we, we filled up that room and it was such a, an enjoyable experience just to hang out with everybody. Kind of transitioning into this year, you know, we kind of all kind of go through and I, I and like I said, I'm a little late to the party as far as like the recaps and whatnot, but as you kind of go into 2023, it seems like we've got a, kind of a quasi normal schedule, right? So you had C2, E2, kind of back where it was, you know, celebration is probably not on the table for most of us, right? If you're going to put it over there, you're going to put right. it in England and you're going to do it on Easter weekend. That's kind of like two strikes. <laughs> and, you know, maybe if I won the the, the, the Powerball and shoot, uh, is that drawing yet? Shoot, uh, darn, <laughs> missed it again. I guess I got to go to work tomorrow. But, you know, so what are some of the things that you're kind of looking forward to or you're trying to plan out? Because I know... You know, my calendar, I was like, usually I could get, I can fit all this on a, you know, on, on, on a post-it note and I kind of have it next to my desk at work to kind of give me an, an idea of remembering the calendar, right? I, I have all these digital tools, but I, I still write all this stuff out. But what's kind of some of the stuff that's on your list or on your going, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do this. Uh, I can't do this. Well, you know, I, I mentioned the technical situation that we had uh, last year. I think it's, uh, that is one thing that I'm um, wanting to, to square away. Uh, and make sure that uh, that that the technical aspect goes a little smoother. You know, I, I wanted to um, last year, I wanted to bring in uh, kind of like an artist alley. And we had we had it planned uh, to bring a couple of uh, artists. Um, we just didn't have the 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 time to coordinate. I had one artist um, that was willing to come in. And I have another friend of mine who was a comic book artist that I wanted to bring in. But the the one artist that said yes, um, he told me kind of not really the last minute, but like two weeks prior that his boss was going to pay for him to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, wow. And I said and I said, dude, don't miss that opportunity <laughs> just for us. <laughs> so, you know, the, um, had to let him go. But, you know, it's interesting. I think I'm going to I'm going to be having a kind of like a closed circuit meeting with a couple of uh, key participants uh, from last year to kind of uh, start coordinating that. I think one of the biggest things that people requested was maybe not have it in the summer because it was, you know, hot. Um, We might, uh, we might uh, take it uh, closer to the fall uh, for next year. I'm uh, I've got a couple of different venues in mind. There's also questions about whether we do a, uh, you know, one fee, you know, all you can eat type of thing or a la carte, do we do a, a comedy concert or a music concert? Uh, so it's, I got a whole bunch of ideas kind of rolling in the back of my head 
Uh, you know, the other idea too was uh, renting out uh, an IMAX theater to uh, to watch something, but obviously have events in the um, in the theater be kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, we are definitely in early uh, early planning. Some people, you know, stayed two or three days surrounding the event here in Chicago last year, and uh, this year they they want to stay the entire week. Uh, just to enjoy the city. Like you said, you know, we had people coming from Florida, um, you know, upstate New York. Uh, Josh came from, you know, he lives in the state of Washington. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that came from all over, uh, which, you know, again, just as as an organizer of this thing, it just humbles me at the amount of support that they're, they, they've shown uh, really to, you know, to come out and, and, and meet everybody, which is it's fantastic. And for yourself, uh, for Scarif Scuttlebutt, what are some of the things you're kind of excited um, for in 2023 to kind of chew on, tackle, or, you know, maybe try something, you know, like, you know, like, like I said, kind of like what you were doing before where you're like, you're kind of branching off. What's, uh, what's uh, tickling your fancies? You know, I, I just, one of the things that I discovered that I really just enjoy doing is just networking with, with new people. You know, the podcast uh, this year, we started strong. I mean, last year we did it too. We we started, uh, you know, teaming up with more new shows. And I've got a whole bunch of DMs um, from people waiting to to be on the show. You know, not only the pre-recorded stuff, but, you know, some some live uh, shows that we do on Saturdays on Scarif Live on YouTube. So it's, uh, again, you know, I, I think one of the biggest reasons I got into podcasting is really just to, to talk about what I love and then just, you know, make new friends, make new, uh, make new connections. So I think that for me, really, that is the, the primary goal of, of the podcast is to entertain, but also uh, to, to connect. I think we need more connection on, on uh, more healthy connection on the internet, I guess. I love it. Speaking of connections, I think we've uh, come to a nice point where you should give me and our audience some connections on where they need to go and what they need to do to get some of this uh, great Red 5 content in their ear holes. Absolutely. So I mentioned we've got uh, about 37 shows. Uh, Look for them, red5network.com or bio.link slash red5. And it's, it's usually it's the, the number five, not spelled out. Um, but yeah, you can find the Scarif podcast wherever you get your other favorite podcasts on uh, all the podcatchers. Scarif podcast. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. We'd love to uh, to say hello there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, you know, it's been fun to it's been fun to be sort of red five adjacent uh, for these last two Scarif cons. We've we've really got to see you know, you kind of the journey of Dominic Pace and his tours. And it's, it's, it was really, you know, nice that we kind of weaved in and out with it. Um, but also just, you know, it's great when you show up and you can just, as, as, like I said, in going back over some of these interviews and we'll hear after we're, we're kind of finished up. Um, just, it's just really nice when these communities can kind of, you know, organically build, right. You started with, you know, yourself and another person and another podcast and you have this and you have this huge family and it's just something, you know, like I'm sure you're incredibly proud of, uh, you know, the red five folks, every time I run into them, whether it's Joliet star Wars day or whether it's at C2E2 or Scarifcon or all this, it's always fun, uh, just because they're just good folks. And I think, 
you know, when I was going back and trying to figure out how to kind of put this together, because some we're still in that mode. You and I can, you know, we still kind of try to, you know, we're, we're putting these stories together. I think this was a perfect little introduction uh, to that, and and it really makes it a nice episode because a lot of this, you know, these are nice memories that someone can go back to, and they can you know go back into somebody's library. I love the fact that even if a podcast says, "Hey, we're kind of done," you still go, "Hey, look." Just because you're not actively doing it doesn't you know, negate your content. And if somebody wants to go back through, they probably had some amazing stuff that, like, you know, they, they captured at the moment. And someone can go back to, and it's evergreen. A lot of it's evergreen. They can go back, you know. Star Wars is now, you know, how many decades old now? But right. we still go back and watch that from time to time. Just like, you know, I think, you know, I, I don't know how many times you've probably watched Rogue One. But, you know, you're probably, you know, several, several digits now. Um, so. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm Nick Fury and I assemble the nice group of Avengers when it comes to the Red Five Network. So it's uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Um, but uh, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Well, Ro, I will look forward to seeing you the next time in person. Um, I know we have some things coming up and probably I'll probably see you at C2. Um, but I just want to say thank you for coming on and talking to me a little bit tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Hey, this is Carl LeClaire from the Wampus Lair podcast, and you're listening to the Rebel Base Card podcast. Great pull, kid. You were probably one of the last, maybe, I wouldn't say last to get here, but you drove straight. Can you talk about the drive today? Yeah, I can tell you that uh, five hours from Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, no stops whatsoever, just straight from my house to right here. Uh, I did kind of have to go to the bathroom by the very end of it, but, you know, I, I pulled through because this is what ScarifCon is all about. It's all about having fun and getting here as soon as you can, and I'm, I'm glad I'm here, and I, I re-listened to all of the ScarifCon broadcast on YouTube from last year back at Alley Cat Comics, and, uh, yeah. Fantastic time, except for the trivia questions. Yeah, I had to skip those just because I didn't want to hear myself ask these questions. I'll save that for another time when I need to reevaluate how I can ask the questions in a more proficient manner. But well, let me ask you this: Having been through last year's Scarifcon and this, what does Scarifcon mean to you? It means community, means fellowship, and it means Star Wars. And nothing better than that, right? Absolutely. Online, where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at TrevorBeast454 or on Sporkle.com, Sporkle.com slash user slash TrevorBeast454, T-R-E-V-E-R Beast 454. We have a couple of new entrants. Uh, we have a nice turnout today, but I am talking with Steve from Rogon Radio. What brings you to ScarifCon? I love Star Wars, and I'm part of the Red 5 Network, and I wanted to uh, hang out with all the Red 5 folks, because I never got to meet these people face-to-face, so it's uh, it's just really fun, and, and it's awesome to uh, network and mingle with, with like-minded people. You've had two experiences there with the dinner last night and tonight, so you actually had a chance to bail out if you could, but you decided to come anyway. <laughs> I did. Um, what was it like meeting some folks for the first time? It was awesome. I mean, you talk to these people over the internet, and some you never see their faces, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, uh, it gives you a warm feeling to 
to meet these people that you've never met before and and but you've been talking to for years <laughs> excellent and a little more about rogue one radio can you kind of give me the uh the elevator pitch for the podcast sure so the rogue one radio is uh, mostly star wars theme but we kind of go outside the box a little bit and talk about uh movie other movies and comic books and stuff like that uh but i think the thing that really sets us apart uh for most star wars co- podcasts is that we also play uh, underground rock music on it. I'm liking it, I'm liking it. So yeah, you listen to it. So our our tagline is uh, sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) I like it, I like it. All right, thank you very much. I do want to make a nice transition because now you got me curious about this fish and chips. I know we met at Juliet Star Wars Day. This is quite, you know, like this is like, well, it's like it's becoming a regular habit with you and me. It is. But I wanted to ask how the fish and chips today. They're pretty good, actually. They're, they're nice and light, but nice and crunchy on the outside, so it's really good, really well done. A little bit of juice, but not that like dripping juice where you're still burning nice. your skin or whatever. They did really well. So it's almost like a, a summer with Red Five. How are you feeling about the events you've been taken to for so far, or have been drugged to? <laughs> I've gone willingly, and uh, it's been a, it's been a blast. Um, I got the privilege to go last year to ScarabCon for the first time, so some of these people I'm getting a chance to see for the second time. Um, was able to follow them all throughout the last year and everything. It's it's been really awesome to reconnect with them. Um, you know, meet some of them for the first time as well. You know, I'm on, I'm in the chats talking with them a bit or whatever. So now I got a face to go with the name and vice versa, and uh, it's kind of fun because we've really picked up where we left off in a lot of those chats. <laughs> And at some point, you're probably going to be like doing this enough where you're going to have to start doing content on your own. <laughs> but if you have an online presence of any kind, where can people find you? I really don't have much of an online presence at the moment. I kind of like being in the, in the background shadows and everything. Um, it has been brought to my attention several times. I may need to step out of the shadows and into the light, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I kind of like a little bit of being in the background. No pressure, no pressure. All right. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. All right, we are here at Murray Brothers Caddyshack here in Rosemont, Illinois. We do have a lot of the Red Five network here. And uh-oh, hold on. Now you can't leave. I went to the rest of uh, Rogue One Radio. Nicole, See? we met at Juliet Star Wars Day. You're ah, here yes, at Scarecon. I am. I'm here. It's wonderful to see you again, Greg. Excellent. How was that dinner last night with everybody from the Red 5 crew? Oh, my gosh. That was a blast. It was good to be back with the Red 5 family and community and just so much love and support of each other. Absolutely fun and lots of shenanigans, which was my favorite, of course. Exactly. (laughs) Now, I wouldn't go do something mean like shove a microphone in Tina's face while she's got a mouthful of food, but I know she may have had the worst trek yesterday. Have we gotten past yesterday's travel issues, and what happened yesterday? Well, my flight was on time, and so I thought, oh, that's great. Well, then we get on the plane, we taxi, and then it says, the pilot comes on and says, "Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go back to the (laughs) gate because we're having a maintenance issue. And he said, it should only take 15 minutes for the mechanic to check it out. And I knew immediately it wasn't going to take 15 minutes. We get up there. We wait 15 minutes. He's like, well, we're going to have to the plane. And I'm like, good God, because it was the fuel pump and the plane wasn't getting all the fuel. We got back in, went to the gate next to it, and waited another hour and a half or so for another flight. And then they had to clean the plane and get us on. And then it took forever after we landed to get to the gate to get off the plane. Yeah. I was supposed to be here at 4.40 yesterday. I got here at 8 p.m. 
yeah, half of me was like, oh no, I'll just pick you up on the way. I'm like coming in from work, and then all of a sudden, you start seeing this amazing Twitter thread. Was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. But you got in last night, made up for lost time. How was the food today? The food is fantastic. I'm eating a Reuben, and it's perfect. And we just had those uh, mashed potato uh, appetizer things uh -huh. that were the bomb. The well, atmosphere is great. One last thing I want to think, what the best thing about this experience is going to be? Scarif uh, and Red 5 in general is family for me. It really is. I mean, I, I consider this, I'm closer to a lot of these people more so than I am to my own blood family. And it's about family, fun, and just being brought together by a mutual love of nerd culture. Exactly. How about you? Oh my gosh, I'm right with Tina. I absolutely feel like... When we come to ScareCon, we're all about family, friends, Star Wars, anything nerdy. And it's lots of fun. And it's a great thing when you get together and just to have a great time. And also to support Dominic Case, which is amazing because it's great yes. to see somebody that is with us, who's with us. And, and I love that feeling that he's somebody who's not looking down on us, but with us. So. I don't plan on ever missing a ScarifCon again. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I don't. Yeah, goals. Every year. Road yep. to red, we're already on the road to Red 5. ScarifCon 5. Yeah, 5. Ooh. Yeah. All right, and so we don't so we don't miss you. How can we find you online to see what Rogue One Radio is doing on yourself? Um, let's see. I am on Twitter at uh, Lady Space Opera. And I'm on Facebook under Tina Land, but that's it. I don't fool with the gram. <laughs> and I don't have a show. I'm just an honorary guest on shows and mm -hmm. just giving my varied opinions. <laughs> and you can find me, Nicole, at Rogue One Radio, as well as Peace Love Fandoms on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much, ladies. You can get back to that room. Thank you. Just to kind of set the scene here, so we're at Murray Brothers Caddyshack here in Rosemont. Um, so they have, we've kind of basically taken over one half. And if I look off to like the one wall, uh, Rogazga and his partner here who've been setting up, we have three cameras here. We have a full slate of computers and microphones ready to do this live stream at like about three o'clock to five o'clock. Uh, there is some lights. Now, you know, what's interesting is that the restaurant went ahead and reserved a lot of tables. So they weren't quite sure, you know, what the turnout was gonna be. But what's nice is that pretty much most of the folks on this side, sort of the, let's just say, eastern side, uh, are mainly folks here for ScarifCon, but we have, you know, the rest of the restaurant over there. We are going to be seeing, hopefully, some of the 501st later today. Um, they will be in costume, and I think once once people get in costume, I think you're really going to see kind of this, the flavor of this kind of change a little bit, but it's going to be fun to kind of see the reactions once the live stream's going. Speaking of which, we have some little lanyard duty over here. You know, Rob from yes. the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, and we have Little T over here. I kind of want to ask, what does Scarif kind of kind of mean to you, my friend? It means just a weekend of ridiculous laughter, fun, and Star Wars nerdery with some of the best people I've ever met. One of the things I'm standing next to is one of probably, I wouldn't say the smallest podcast. That's probably Patrick from uh, Conversations, <laughs> but I would say probably one of the youngest podcasters, Little T from Big T and Little T Trent. What do you think of all this today? I think this is just a heck ton of fun. Like, I feel like there's like a lot of nerds here that are like stars. It's just, it's a heck of a ton of fun. And what do you think? Did you think when you got started doing this podcast and stuff with your old man that it was just going to be like all this? Not really. <laughs> well, I thought, I, 
I thought I it was just like like I thought I was gonna stay at home and like get like kind of like a famous kind of like when I when I was like three or two or something. It was it was a good times. Well, we're gonna put you we're gonna put you on the spot. We're gonna be like you know what we want to have people you tell people about your podcast. So where can they find Bing T and Little T? Are, are you ready I, for this? I, I don't I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> you can only. I can't. That's all the detail work. You're the color commentator. You're, yeah, right? he's, he's the talent. They, all they want you to do is to give your thoughts on exactly what's going on in the world of Star Wars. Oh, I, I know our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. Nice. Um, you can find us at Twitch, um, and you can find us on YouTube and Facebook. Awesome. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. And I know that we can find you guys on the Red 5 Network. So if you ever go out to red5network.com, uh, there are link to, links to all the Red 5 podcasts there. It's kind of a one-stop shop. You can really find all kinds of content, uh, whatever is, is uh, your style, I guess. Uh, and it's not just Star Wars. It's kind of pop culture in general. So certainly a great community of content uh, creators and just a great group of people in general. Red 5 family. Well, as you can hear, Rogazka is starting to kind of get his stuff together as we go. Dan, how was that food? That was delicious, man. It was great. Talk to me about what you had. I had the uh, Chicago dogs. I had one was a chili dog. The other one was a hot dog with everything, uh, minus the ketchup, of course. You know, <laughs> I didn't get it in with the peppers, but it was good. And they had the fries, so very delicious. Excellent. Let me ask you this: What does ScarifCon mean to you? I know you uh, and you write on the side, and you do a little Star Wars writing. What? Yes. Um, and you even. I would say I don't want to spoil it, but I know that you, you have a little bit of Dominic. You carry him with you always. That's right. I have a, a tattoo of Gecko, and I had him actually sign it, and then I went and had the tattoo, the signature tattooed into my uh, skin permanently, so it's always there. So, yeah, that was really cool. And then uh, so I've got pictures of that with him and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like Red 5 is family. You know, it really is. It's just I've met a lot of great people uh, coming to this thing, you know, two years ago for the first time. And then just coming back each and every year and just like hanging out with people. And it's nice to see that people come from all over. It's not just people here exactly. in Illinois. People fly in, people drive in for a great time, you know. And it's it's just it's just sad it's only once a year. You know, it's like <laughs> these guys are just so great, you just want to hang out with them more often because they aren't just friends, they are family. And uh, it's just great to see everybody get together and everything like that and hang out. And it's just like I said, it would be nice if we could do it more often. Like, especially, like, maybe at big events, like a celebration. We all got together, like, a celebration or something like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Since that's every two years, though, because I'm not going to Europe. And you know? let me ask you, where can people find you online, my friend? Uh, they can find me at CreatureCantina.com. I am Darth Dano. I will be uh, posting about this uh, event on Wednesday, showing some pictures. And then after that, I'm going to be giving uh, all the updates that went on at Celebration a couple months ago. I haven't been able to write about that because of my work schedule, but now that that's lightened up, I'll be able to get back and write and let everybody know what happened at Celebration. For everybody who wasn't there, people who were there, and then get all the inside scoop from the autograph from the photo op lines. So, Well, Dan, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of Seraphon. Yeah, you do. May the force be with you. I would say kind of a silent observer, but uh, definitely not, you're definitely not on the clock, as it were. Yeah. Aaron from WSTR. You know, this is not your first ScarifCon, but what no. keeps you coming back? Oh, man. It's... Podcasting is so much fun, but it's so digital all the time. And we see each other. We're guests on each other's podcasts. We have uh, interviews and all, and all that. But there's just something missing from it when you're not in person. 
and it's just all over the air and just out there. So it's always fun to kind of recognize that you're doing all the Star Wars podcasting with other live human beings, other people who are actually out in the world. So there's something special about getting to shake their hand, have a hug, have a beer, um, and just like there's a certain kind of human connection you get with it that you don't get with just regular podcasting. And I definitely have to say, you know, we go from Alley Cat Comics, a great comic store, by the way, to Restaurant and Tavern. So, you know, we're having discussion, not over the latest issue of Thor or Mighty Thor, but over a couple of beers. That definitely adds something to the uh, conversation, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um, Yeah, comics are great, but beer is pretty great, too. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there's good food here, good drinks, and just good people. so happy to be a part of this and to be able to just share in this experience with other people. Um, you recently had a pretty exciting guest on, and can we, I know we talked a little bit, but can we talk about how how we reached out to that particular guest and the experience of like going over with, you know, quite the guest, I would say. Yeah, we had Mark Anthony Austin on our show, and for those who don't know who that is, he was a animator with uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Um, who worked on the special edition of A New Hope. And he also managed to get into the Boba Fett costume uh, for the reshoots that they did uh, for that production. So uh, he was a fantastic guest. I believe we reached out to him on Instagram and managed to grab him that way. And he had just had a ton of great stories to share from that time that he was both an animator and uh, lived out his dream of becoming Boba Fett for a few hours. Um, so it was fascinating to hear that aspect of it um, from his side. Something I um, really appreciate about that episode is uh, I've always been a critic of um, of not animatics of pre visual pre visualization. I've always been a critic of pre visualization uh, and just how you'll, you'll have an entire Marvel movie. Uh, Previzzed before they even hired a director, and it just seems so assembly line. But he actually brought a unique perspective to it, where it's like, well, if you're going to be filming in New York and you're the Avengers and you need a sweeping shot of the entire city, you need to plan that out ahead of time and know which buildings you can actually shoot on. And if you can figure all that out, that's the difference between it costing $200 million and $300 million. And actors love it, too, because they know what they're acting against instead of just a blue screen. So uh, it was super cool to get uh, kind of insider's perspective on that and to have that kind of special connection to one of the Star Wars movies that maybe catches a lot of flack, maybe more than it deserves. So uh, if, if you want to get a little peek of that, um, check out our episode with Mark Anthony Austin. And it would, like I said... The one nice thing about WSTR is it is sort of a roundtable format. And I really love the fact that, you know, when I was listening to him going, are they going to go into the segments? But it was like, not only did we keep with, keep with like the spirit of the podcast, but he got engaged with the segments and it just became like he was, he had been there the whole time. Yes. You mentioned this and I noticed this too as we were recording, but our main segment where we're talking through his stories you could tell that he's told it many, many times before, and it doesn't take away from how special they are, but it feels a little rehearsed. But we got into some back and forth about some recent news items, and uh, we actually got to, you know, 
he lit up a little bit and we got to see some of his own opinions and personality come through and it's always special when I get to see that happen with a guest where we kind of crack through the shell and get right into it. And I know we're ever so close to getting started with ScarifCon, but just quickly, where can people find WSTR and find you online? We can be found everywhere at uh, WSTRmedia.com that has links to everywhere that we are. Uh, Check your social media of choice for at WSTR Media. At WSTR Media. And we are also streaming on YouTube. So if you go to livestream.wstrmedia.com, that'll dump you right into our YouTube page. And we live stream every Monday night. Aaron, thank you for so much. It's great seeing you once again in person. Likewise. Thank you so much. For right now, I'm just trying to pick up stray podcasters that have wandered out too far from the main area. <laughs> We're in the outer rim now. Uh, we're in the outer rim of uh, Murray Brothers. I have Charles from Conversations. And what uh, what do you think so far? It's not even really started yet, but it kind of started, right? It is, and it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more real right now. It's fantastic. Last night was a great time with everyone who's here and got time just to spend some time talking, getting to know each other, and meeting for the first time after being virtual for the past two and a half years, which is honestly, we could have none of this, and it was already worth it. This is the icing on the cake and it's shaping up to be a fantastic event so absolutely can't wait and you guys came up from uh, florida we came up from florida on friday and uh, as you can see pat here or will not see but pat is wearing his cosplay death watch obi-wan and uh, i'm gonna go get changed very soon as well and for us this is our celebration this year this is what it this is what it means to us and we've been working on this stuff for close to six months in different aspects for our excitement for this event, so very much looking forward to it. Well, I'm really excited about seeing what you're going to go, what you're going to move into. But just quickly before you go, how can people find your great podcast? Well, they can find us at conversations.com. That's the mothership. We have all our links on there. We also have uh, link.tree forward slash conversations. But we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, all the major podcasters. But yeah, Star Wars uh, conversations podcast and Star Wars podcast. Charles, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, and great to meet you in person, Greg. Excellent. Well, I don't necessarily know... Well, no, you're not going to talk because you're a Mando now. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Greetings. What was the choice behind this outfit? Oh, man. Well, I love Obi-Wan. And one of my favorite arcs is the, the Mandalore arc in Clone Wars. And I always wanted to kind of do a Mando build, so that was the one I went with. And... I love it. It's awesome. How long did it take you to put this outfit together? Uh, it's been it's been a while. Uh, I I purchased the helmet maybe six eight months ago, and then it's been getting the colors together, the patterns, painting that, and then from that building out the other pieces and and getting them you know the right size and shape and everything, and it's just been it's been a project, but I think it's been worth it. How many times have you actually put on the outfit and uh, trooped as it were? Today. Today. Yes, I literally finished up the gauntlets uh, less than a week ago. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's been, um, it's, it's been getting closer and closer, and I knew I needed it for here. So just kind of busted my hump the last couple weeks and, and got it done. I really like how it's, it's, it's come together. It, it really seems like it fits you very well. But it's like when you finally don that and now you're in public, what's that kind of make you feel? It's incredible. I feel I feel awesome, um, you know. And with the 
you know, with, with everything being in place and feeling like it does, I feel like, I feel like I'm in Star Wars, <laughs> you know? It's awesome. All right, yeah. well, I know you are just one half of Conversations. We did get the kind of the link tree there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you kind of get back to trooping. Patrick, thanks so much. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thank you. I hated to kind of bring, uh, get Brady away from the swag table because it's quite, it's quite an impressive There's swag table. There's a lot table. of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. But I've got at least one half of the escape pod here with me. And yes. I kind of want to talk a little about your setup. Uh, I, I love the fact that we, we came large and in charge here. We got this whole... We get this whole platform. Can you talk about how this came together and how long did it take you to make? In all honesty, this was Don, uh, my partner, Don Delasnooch. He came up with this whole setup, the whole PVC. He put it together, took a picture, and he's like, what do you think? I'm like, what, you just did this? He's like, yeah, man, let's set it up for ScarifCon. I was like, cool, dude. So he would have the particulars. That's the guy who did it, but I agree, man. It's really, really, really sharp looking. Well, let's talk a little bit about the pod. What I also like here is not only do we have the swag set up, but I also we also got the kind of the TV that really kind of shows because we're we're kind of in a public place this time, right? We're right. not like we're not like you know, okay, sandbagging and being in a comic store as great as Alec Cat is. Absolutely. Now it's like okay, these are real people and potentially possibly listeners. And so you know, right. not only does something like this kind of add to the air of like, wow, this really looks like we knew what we were doing today. Yes. But it kind of goes, wow, some, I'm not, I'm, I might need to check out this escape pod. Exactly. Well, well, that's the thing. We wanted to give you, this is what it looks like when we're doing our thing. You know, we're kind of in the cosplay today. We got the buckets. We got the, you know, we got the jerseys and everything like that. But we wanted to give everybody a look like, you know, this is the show. Just a couple regular guys, you know, doing a podcast, talking about Star Wars and nerd stuff. And I also do notice that we have uh, you get you have some crew here that kind of seems to be documenting what's going on. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, um, our friend uh, Kendrick Lane of Lane's Perspective. You can find him on uh, Facebook. He's really getting his uh, he, he's really getting in the thick of things with photography and videography. He's really doing his thing. He's a good friend of ours. We've known him for about 15 years. We uh, we invite him. Say, hey, we're going to Chicago. We'd love it if you'd want to come along and you know throw out your camera and see what you can do and we told him that and he got excited and he we don't even know what he's doing he's just been taking <laughs> pictures and video he's going to put something together and and let us have it and we're, we're we're grateful we're grateful so you know when you're thinking about not only your setup but your podcast as well what is kind of going through your mind is like something that you want to walk away from ScarifCon with um I, more fans more listeners more people just you know seeing there's a lot of podcasts out there. We set ourselves apart. We're a little bit uh, crass and vulgar sometimes. We like to, you know, we dab on that language. We work in that language. So we, we like to talk about Star Wars, kind of that blue collar perspective. This is this is what we're about. It's talking about, sorry, you know, uh, saying certain things you would around your buddies and just having that, that good interaction, that fun, positive interaction. We really don't like to hit on the negatives. There's stuff that happens in said shows that we're all fans of. We may not like certain things. We're not going to highlight those. We more want to talk about the positivity and, and what's going on with said things. And also, but do you have a... Are you are you looking to get a show out of this weekend or is it just, you know, this is more no, just me, uh I don't want to even call it promotional. I just meet and mingle and let, you know, here's some stickers, here's some buttons, a business card. Follow us if you want to follow us. If not, you know, we're not your thing. That's fine. We get that. We're not for everybody. Exactly. But one thing it is kind of, it's still when you kind of look like, it's one thing to kind of look at us, but then you kind of turn the corner and you're like, wow, we got people out there, oh, man. It's, yeah. like, it's really cool. It's really cool. I was, 
me and Don were taking a break. We were playing some golden tea up in the front by the register, and people were coming in, and you could hear the conversation behind us. They're like, what's going on? Is there a Star Wars? What's what's going on? It's, it's, a, it's a Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, yeah, go over there. They got the guy from Mandalorian, Dominic Pace, Gecko. They're letting them know, so it's really cool. Definitely different fans. So where can people find the escape pod online? You can go to bio.link slash ATSW, the escape pod, and you go to there and you can find every, every social, YouTube, Twitter, everything is right there for you. And we even link uh, bio.link slash red5network for everybody else. We'd like to share both of those. Excellent. It's a pleasure meeting you once again, man. Pleasure and, meeting uh, you, brother. Enjoy the rest of the scare. Thank you. You enjoy it as well, my friend. I see a table of I see a table of empty tiki's, and I, in some cases, that's gotta gotta make you really ha happy and satisfied that this journey you've been on with this particular you know collectible is is so satisfying. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's just I think if anything at this point, it's a compliment to Lucasfilm because as all the fans know, the Star Wars community, uh, how rogue I went in regards to not being on the map but trying to create an opportunity. Uh, with my passion for Star Wars and also at the same time um, having a huge challenge ahead of me in terms of the pandemic, being uncredited, uh, and also looking different than anyone else. I think it was a great uh, sort of a, a poem uh, to so many and hopefully very inspirational to so many uh, to have worked this hard and to receive obviously an official license piece from Lucasfilm is just a dream come true. Not to mention how much the fans have responded. We are now uh, teetering off to, uh, we've had 700 tikis, and uh, we're on the last, uh, the last batch of them, uh, and it just means so much to me to have such a response from the Star Wars community and so much support. This venue is kind of unique in that most times you've gone to like comic book shops or hobby shops. Now it's like we're all kind of out in the public. It must feel a little different today. Yeah, you know, I mean, the one thing with Murray Brothers, I mean, you know, Bill Murray and that family is so signature to Chicago. So when Roe mentioned it to me, I mean, it literally was just hands down, sign me up uh, because of obviously the Murray brothers and, and all their, you know, their careers, not only as entrepreneurs, but at the same time, the legendary Bill and uh, so many talented brothers there. Uh, it was just a dream come true to be able to be in Chicago with the epitome of pop culture uh, in such an amazing uh, uh, venue. Uh, and to be able to uh, celebrate, obviously, the Cinderella story within the first season of The Mandalorian there. And just lastly, you really dre you dressed the part today. You've got a great, uh, like a Hawaiian-type shirt, white yeah. pants, and some great shoes. Talk about this look today. Well, you know, I mean, again, it was just literally celebrating how hard we worked for the past two and a half years and being exactly proud, even with Gecko and then also with this company, Beeline Creative. The one thing for me, you know, with these companies, and there's only a few out there, that literally will find somebody who is working hard and give them an opportunity. And I would suggest that to any corporation, that if you see somebody, woman, man, any race, working hard to try to improve their life and to become successful and to acknowledge it, I'm gonna do everything I can to support that brand. So Beeline Creative, I'm dressed for them today in regards to uh, the Tiki stuff, because um, I'm proud of it and also really proud uh, to be on this mug with the A-team of uh, The Mandalorian there. Once again, Dominic, Congratulations for getting on the Tiki Mug, and uh, it's a pleasure meeting you once again today. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, hello to all the Star Wars community. One of the things that's kind of unique to this Scarif Con is we actually have some very high-end alcohol here, and I just kind of wanted to talk with you today about your mission here and talk a little about what you brought with you today. So, my name is Hector. 
I am a co-owner of El Nacimiento Tequila. We're here representing our tequila with our good friends, with you guys, and then also Dominic. Dominic, a very unique story with him. Dominic Pace, I met him in LA back in 2018 before he was introduced as a character at the Star Wars world and got the liking of our tequila and then we connected and here we are representing our tequila at this event and uh, Caddyshack also sells our product uh, but Nacimiento is our brand, it's, it's a brand that's been created for what we like to call for the family, we're going after the organic world our tequila is unique. It's very unique because it's a product that's really maintained from the ground source to the all the way to the when you're drinking it, and it's a very 100% organic, and it's something that you guys should experience. So, you see no stranger to this. I like the presentation and all, but this the setting with with the Red Five crew. That's kind of going to be something nice, but a little different for you. Yes, it is. It is. You know what's really cool about it is that I'm getting connecting with people. I get to meet people that you guys are doing what you're doing. I like to learn a little bit more myself, but I'm here to teach you about my tequila because tequila is also good for anybody. We're not we're not just for getting you hammered. We're also here to have a good kind, have a good cocktail. And the good thing is, you wake up with no hangover. I like it. Now, just real quick, because I know they're getting started. Where can they find more about your product? You can find us on sambarimports.com. That's our website. Or you can go to spirithub.com and look for us, El Nacimiento Tequila. Actually, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, as you said, the adrenaline is starting to kind of seep out. And before you get into sort of the, uh, the after scarif, can you talk about today and, you know, how did it go for you and what, what kind of your thoughts? That's interesting. I'm usually a cool, calm, and collective kind of collected kind of guy, but for some reason, this one really um, made me nervous. I've uh, been up since three in the morning, um, wondering, uh, you know, how it was all going to go. Uh, wondering about, you know, cable placement, cameras, uh, audio. I mean, we had some audio hiccups uh, at the tail end there that were resolved finally, but. Yeah, I mean, with a production like this, you know, you know very well, it's, it's everything goes snafu at the last second. But um, I loved how everybody kind of pulled together, and uh, we had a lot of fun. I, I think one of the things I kind of respected most was sort of that swing for the fences, because once you go from a single to a three-camera shoot, now you've got switchers and cables and all that, and you're right, it was a little time-sensitive. We did have a sponsor. We, did, you know, of course, Dominic Pace was back as a special guest, but it did seem like, you know, and we had what civilians, for lack of a better term, it did seem kind of like the pressure was on, the lights physically and mentally were on. Yeah, I mean, a lot goes into putting, you know, any show together, and uh, I just want to keep it, you know, keep it fun, but you know, the, I I wanted to do something different from last year. Last year was a single camera, and I wanted to be able to kind of uh, just expand, just keep it going, and uh, you know, fun for somebody at home to watch. You know, I know a lot of people came to Chicago to hang out with us. Um, a lot of people weren't able to, so I just wanted to make sure that that energy was um, you know transferred to folks that were not here. Everybody I talked to today and over the last couple of days just kept coming back to family and just so happy to be together. And I think if nothing else, ScarifCon succeeded in bringing a lot of folks together, just giving that really that excuse. It, you know, like people came from California and, and Florida and all that, but it's like, I think people just needed to get out. And, you know, unfortunately, like regardless of what it was, 
but I think this just made it that much special. Yeah, I, I hear that from, from a lot of people too. You know, people look forward to this little event that we've put together, but I think um, deep down it's, it's just about, you know, community. I mean, obviously we all podcast about one thing or another, but the, the fact that we, we do it in, in a way that, you know, supports each other's channels and we listen to each other and we, you know, coordinate and, and, and uh, we're on each other's, you know, projects. It's just a lot of fun. I think... Um, I think the internet can learn a lot about how all these people uh, work, um, when it, especially when it comes to support. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, just in the network alone, there's 40 plus, plus, there's 40 plus content creators between all of us. But really, you know, whether, whether they're Red 5 Network podcasts or not, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts and content creators out there that are friends of ours and that we interact with. And I think the philosophy of, of family, the philosophy of support kind of crosses over, you know, beyond Red 5, you know, whether it's, you know, the other, the other podcasts that we love to listen to that are not part of the network. I think it's just something, you know, really cool. We love listening to other people's voices and comments and, and um, ideas about this wonderful franchise that we all kind of follow, you know, Star Wars. Or anything, really, you know, movies, sci-fi, whatever. But I think it's, um, I, I think it's commendable. And I think stepping back and watching all these people interact, um, you know, my, sometimes my jaw drops because it, it, it is really like a really nice familial community. Yeah. And you know, the nice thing was hearing like you know the the venue seemed happy. Dominic Pace seemed happy. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, Hector seemed happy. Our our sponsor on this, and so and the Red Five was happy. And so it's one of I guess you know everybody's happy. You're happy. And I think when your head hits the pillow tonight, you know one it'll have been well earned for putting all this together. But two, I think there will be that satisfaction of you know from nothing a few years ago came this, and it seems like it has this momentum that carries through. And I think you got to be very proud. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the people that, um, that, you know, that helped me out, obviously you included, but uh, it's, it's, for me, being in production, I like to see a certain something from, from the content that I create. And I think, you know, I, I just, I want to make it fun, and I want to make it fun for other people to participate, to come. I mean, like I said, last year I was just floored at how many people showed up to Alley Cat. Um, in that, uh, you know, the back area there, the, the uh, patio. And this year, I think double the people came. So it's just, it's just amazing. And you said it, I mean, people just wanted something to do. And we just gave them an avenue to just kind of get together and have some drinks and, and hang out with Dominic and, and, and each other. You know, we interact with each other a lot on social media. And a lot of us are not local, so we don't get that face-to-face -face interaction. So that is important too when when we all get together and do this sort of thing. So yeah. Exactly. Well, of course, you can't have the Scott old out the butt. Tell me where people can find out more about the Red Five Network and maybe how they can get it on if there is a next ScarifCon or the next ScarifCon podcast. Um, absolutely. So a lot of our network uh, brothers and sisters can be found on uh, bio.link/red5. <laughs> It's a mouthful, yes. Um, but all of us are there. Check us out. And the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, wherever you download your other favorite podcasts, uh, look for us on all the socials at Scare Podcast. Bro, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? 
Once again, I want to thank Rogazka and all my guests from the Red 5 Network that were on the program tonight. Special thanks to Dominic Pace for doing his Gecko Tour all these years, Hector Arellano of Sandbar Imports and El Nasamiento Tequila, and the whole staff at Murray Brothers Caddyshack for sponsoring and hosting ScarifCon. Hopefully, there'll be more of them in our future. All right, I'm going to let Card Squadron take this out, and we'll talk soon. The Rebel Base Card Podcast focuses on cards, collecting, and the Star Wars community, and appreciates you coming along for the ride. If you have any feedback for this episode, you can reach out to the program in a number of ways. You can leave a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can also DM Greg on Instagram at Rebel Base Card. Make sure to also follow the Rebel Base Card on Twitter and Facebook at Rebel Base Card. If you want, you can send an email to greg at rebelbasecard.com. And you can find show notes for this and all episodes on the website, rebelbasecard.com. In the Star Wars Card Trader app, and just about every other one, you can find Greg at CornFedTech. The Rebel Base Card uses the hashtag CardSquadron as a way to alert friends about cool cards and recent drops in the galaxy far, far away. It's a great way to bring our community a little bit closer together and help one another finish our sets in time. We collect, communicate, and commiserate. Well, at least when we run out of credits or crystals to spend on our digital collections. Join the fun, even if all the other cool squadron names were already taken. And remember, we collect as one and would be honored if you join us. And if you are a sketch card artist or Star Wars artist or collector, cosplayer, and want to talk about your work, your craft or passion, drop Greg a line. I'm sure he'd love to hear your story. You can also help the show by leaving a comment or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you got this episode. Otherwise, the mission is clear. Keep those cards out of the hands of the Empire, and the Rebel Base card will return soon. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline, off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds, and any other related items, are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.